0: (laughs) Thank you. traits. Uh, I am a tarot witch, an astro witch, a plant witch, uh, all sorts of things, triple fire sign, uh, ready to get after it Okay. After- <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, I'm drinking my tea. We're well, drinking a tea, we're comfy, and I'm Ashley. I am an herbalist, a practicing witch in many forms, a creatrix, a mama bear, just a gaggle of wonderful things, all wrapped up into one, as are we. Jesse, and Ashley of Wonder Witch. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a fun one, I can tell. I'm leaving that in. All right, perfect.
0: All right, episode eight. Yes. Episode eight. So here we are. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. Eight whole episodes of Wonder Witch. Um, Yeah. You are new to Wonder Witch. First of all, catch up. Catch you yeah, out. where have you been? Where have you? It's fine. So you fine. can see, uh, you know, just listen to everything that we've been doing, that we've mm-hmm. been putting in, and because our episodes kind of blend into each other, we, we expand yeah. on a lot of the information from previous episodes, mm-hmm. so it may be a little bit, we cram a lot of info lot into of info. one episode, and if you've listened to previous ones, then you'll have the background. Mm-hmm. But if you are new, and you are coming in at episode 8, Wonder Witch is a podcast where we wonder about stuff. Yeah. Bisexual, we are your bi-weekly
1: bisexual witches coming at you hot. Yeah, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
0: yeah. Sag sun, sage moon, double fire. Dude, you are that triple, that triple, triple flame. <laughs> <laughs> on Wonder Witch, Wonder Witch. What do we do on Wonder Witch? What do we? We wonder. We wonder. What the fuck we're doing? What in talking the fuck about. am I doing? So if you're new to Wonder Witch, uh, Wonder Witch is a podcast where we wonder about stuff. We pick anything from astrology, anything metaphysical, anything sort of witchy, anything that catches our interest for that week. And we learn about it. Yeah. So we do our own research, and the fun part is we keep it a secret from each other. Sneaky, sneaky. So your reactions to hearing this for the first time are also our genuine reactions to having this for the first time. Ashley usually brings the heat. I usually make you take notes. (laughs) (laughs) But either way, um, we come up with, I think, some really cool stuff to talk about Mm -hmm. and make the magical practice a little more approachable For everyone. Yeah,
1: because sometimes it can be hard. It's a lot of stuff to remember. Right. Yeah, especially with the astrology part. You do a really good job of giving, like, little ways to understand it better and kind of break it down. Yeah,
0: like last week. My Mm -hmm. topic last week was talking about Aries season. I talked about kind of the way that you can read your birth chart in a more accessible way. Like we understand what is the influence of Aries. And we understand what is the realm of your life that a planet affects. So when you have that planet in Aries in your natal chart, you can see how those two things added together mm-hmm. have the resulting effect on you and your personality and your life, essentially. Yeah, it was pretty um,
1: interesting. And even the week before that, when you talked about the decans and yes. how to break down your chart even more and like look at your chart as a whole and figure out, I think I had a critical degree in Sagittarius, like yeah. I barely made it into the cool club, you know, <laughs> so... But If you don't yeah, know, on Wonder
0: Witch, yeah. we think that Sagittarians are the best. Because <laughs> um, we are both Sag Suns, Sag Moons. Yes. Um, And that is just uh, such a Sagittarius thing to do. <laughs> Ruled by Jupiter, we're the biggest, we're the best, we're the yep. coolest. Uh, but at least you, we're authentic, so yeah. here we are. <laughs> <laughs> you can quote me on saying that, yes. and you can fight me in the and comments. <laughs> <laughs> I don't back down for nobody. Oh, That's sh- the Aries rising in yes, me. Yes, <laughs> there you
1: go. And I'm the Cancer Moon, and I'm like, it's all right. It's fine. Yeah. It's just, I'm so sorry. It. sorry. All right, so last week I
0: talked about water energy. Yes, yes which so was the perfect it, balance. Yes, it was. To the fire side that we had. Mm-hmm. It always works out that way.
1: It did, yeah. So I just talked about, you know, actually the physical properties of water and mm-hmm. the spiritual properties of water mm-hmm. and how to kind of bring it into your life and also honor its... It's significance in cultures is what I was gonna say. (laughs) But you know, (laughs) that too. (laughs) Um, so... (laughs) so did some like really cool watery flowy things because i have a lot of fire in my chart as well
0: and we had four planets in aries yes. last week oh my uh, goodness. with the new moon um on the 11th of april today is the 19th of april mm-hmm. um recording this won't be released until later this week but just so you know where we are in time <laughs> oh my um today is the 19th of april i believe yeah. Taurus season starting it's starting isn't it today Is it today i should well, know that I you should know today. that Um, which is cool. Taurus Mm -hmm. is a cool sign. Taurus is kind of a funny one. Um, What's something about Taurus? Tell me. Uh, so Taurus is... Because
1: I'm stuffing my face with pretzels. Taurus
0: is the most yin of Mm -hmm. all of the signs. It's feminine fixed earth energy. Okay. So it's the first earth sign in the go-around. Um, so what Taurians love is, like, stability and Mm. consistency and kind of predictability but also comfort taurus is ruled by venus so taurians have like a really innate understanding of like comfort and like sensuality mm-hmm. and like things like that and and taurians natal taurians often make like really great artists you yeah. know venus is the planet of love and beauty Oh, so uh, so, Venus appreciation for art. Art. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that.
1: I like too how we just came out of this fiery energy of Aries, and now you know we've kind of been going and getting things and like getting the ball rolling on a lot of things and like really being bold and stuff. And now we're coming into Taurus, right? Which sounds like we can really just become stable in all of that hard work we've done. Yes. very cool. Yeah. Um Taurus
0: may sometimes be a little resistant to change or like slow to respond. Okay. Um, but they're really focused on like establishing a stable and secure, like physical life. So like comfortably, mm. materially secure. I like so that. So all of that energy that we've had coming out of Aries. Now it's like all just like all in. that like incentive starting go 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 fire energy. Can do the work of like establishing the, the foundation of that mm-hmm. you yes. know because without that what is it you know aries is so impulsive and sometimes things are like over in the blink yep. of an eye you know it's like you don't stay you don't, doing it's that one staying thing. in
1: the present too i feel like right. it's going to be a really good time to be stable all that jazz it's really cool
0: so for any people <laughs> who are interested in mm-hmm. not, or may have Taurus placements or you know are just kind of interested in kind of expanding on their astrological knowledge, you're able to do that, you know, you can take now, okay, so we did the plug and play, right, Mm -hmm. with Aries. Oh, I love that. So you can do, like, the plug and play with Taurus now, because we know what the planets mean. Mm -hmm. And we know what Taurus means. So if Taurus is stable and secure and conservative and slowed down, you can just go, okay, so what's Taurus plus sun? If our sun is our purpose in life, right? Yeah. So then you go, okay, so I go stable and secure plus purpose in life, and then you get Taurus sun, which is someone who's purpose in life is, like, establishing that materially secure life, but, like, through sustained effort and through work within, like, conventional sphere okay conventional spheres in like kind of your standard hard work you know make it happen kind of way as opposed to like i'm gonna invent something or i'm gonna like break new ground on this thing it's Mm. kind of just that work hard make your money have a family tire you know but that's like fulfilling you know Mm -hmm. like in a very fulfilling way of life yeah it's the earth energy and it's the first it's the fixed sign um, it's the first earth sign, so it's that very basic, like, you know, fix, like, I don't really care about changing, yeah. I don't really care about moving, you know. So, Tauruses so, are probably really good at being in the moment, and, like, yeah. staying present, mm-hmm. I would Cause think. Because they're just, like, doing this yeah.
1: task. Like, very happy and content mm-hmm. people, probably. Yeah, and they have mm-hmm.
0: the most yin energy, yeah. so
1: which is they have the a lot of feminine, feminine energy, energy. so it's a very so much about, like...
0: <laughs> Creating a stable life and creating yeah. a stable home and creating a safe space. Yeah. You know, cool. so, of course. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jesse, <laughs> I wonder which topic you're going to talk about this week on episode eight.
0: Okay. So, last week I talked about Aries, about all that fire, and I talked about all of that energy, mm-hmm. and Ashley, who is always the yin to my yang, yeah. hit us with the water element, so that mm-hmm. kind of got me thinking, because I was coming at it from this aspect of, there's all this fire energy in the sky, around us, then that's what we're supposed to be doing, right? We're right. supposed to be leaning into that fire energy, <laughs> Yeah. and you were like, well, no, <laughs> no, what well. we need to do is balance that yeah. with this water energy. We should slow down. You know, we should look at things from a different yeah. aspect. So that really got me thinking about, like, what that means for me and how I use water in my life and, and what that really looks like. So, you know, the biggest aspect of my practice, I think, that I do with water is in the bath. And do I, I don't necessarily always go into that... Experience or take a bath because, oh, I'm embracing the water element. You know, very often I'm taking a bath because I want to relax. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're really busy people yes. in a crazy busy world and we yes. have a million plates spinning all the time. So that started to think, like, okay, so how do I relax and what does that really mean? Oh, God. Not like that. What was it? It was a bug. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that mean? Should I just go outside? Yeah. <laughs> For those of you at home, Ashley put uh, the bug in her teacup. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Oh, I hear you in here. Yeah, Tell all the people. Go ahead. So, like I was saying, Um, I was thinking about what I like to do to relax and, like, kind of what that means. And and I think often how many of us don't dedicate enough time to relaxation. And that kind of made me start thinking about meditation and mindfulness and, you know, like... All the things. All (laughs) the things, yeah. But, like, where we make time for those things. So, I think the reason I chose this topic um, is because... I sometimes need scientific or biological reasoning to do certain practices. Okay, that makes sense. So what I'm going to talk about today is the neurochemistry of meditation. Whoa! And, and why Big brains biologically we should meditate, other than it makes me relax or it makes me feel good. I like that. It's well-rounded. Tell me, so, lay it on me. So I think that most of us that are on a metaphysical or a spiritual path kind of have a general idea of what meditation is, right? Mm -hmm. Meditation and mindfulness are super significant components of a lot of spiritual practices, you know, with all sorts of stated benefits, Mm -hmm. you know, like... Awareness of self, awareness of your environment, the ability to be present, you know, all those things that we say that sound really easy, but, like, clearly aren't, you know. Meditation as simply as a practice is super accessible, right? Because you don't need anything. You don't need any tools. No tools, yeah. It's like, oh, this is really easy. All you need to do is, like, sit down and breathe and kind of let your mind wander. Mm -hmm. But if for anybody who's actually tried to do that, you know, you're going, like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) easier said than done. Oh, yeah, it's really easy. It's actually really difficult. It is hard, yeah. You know, especially for people who are just beginning the practice, right? And because it's so difficult, there are, like, infinite meditation resources out mm-hmm. there for people who are just starting out or just want a little, you know, change of pace, like apps. And so many apps. So many apps, you know, podcasts, you know, even just like guided meditation videos on YouTube. Well, I love them. I They're use free. those. Yeah. I use them all the time. I use the sleep hypnosis ones mm-hmm. all the time. Sometimes when I'm just like, don't feel like tuning in by myself. Sometimes mm-hmm. when I feel like I need a little help, you yeah. know, I'm really scattered. Listening to someone's soothing little voice is... Mm-hmm really helpful i like calm when it does like the rain sounds yeah you know anything that like your brain can lock in on um so meditating as a practice in and of itself like sitting on the floor with your eyes closed breathing trying not to think about things you know yeah. sometimes can feel really silly it's a lot of pressure. or almost pointless you know of like what am i even doing here you know a few minutes of it and you're just like this is stupid because like what's the point of meditation like Of course, like, there's a lot of spiritual practices. I want to literally be struck by a bolt of lightning. Or I want to feel my third eye opening, you know? Mm -hmm. Or I want to be like, I want to see things differently forever, right? From one time. But meditation, of course, isn't like that, as are most things. Um, it's a practice, yeah. like any exercise, you have to keep doing it, so you have to work on it. The big question for me, for this episode, is why? Yeah. Like, why do we need to keep meditating? What do we get out of it? When people say, oh, just do ten minutes a day, yeah. or just do three minutes a day, like, why? Why? What's yeah, the no, point it. for my body, for my brain, I if think... I feel dumb as hell sitting there yeah. doing it, you know, and in five minutes a day, like, what is that even really doing for me?
1: Yeah, and do you feel like, too, the correlation of how we're so fast-paced as a society now... That everything's so go, go, go. Yeah. That's why it's so hard, too, for people to just be able to sit with no purpose. For, for five minutes. You know what Literally I mean? Literally five Because we minutes. all feel like we have to be busy all the time. Yeah. We have to be doing something with a purpose all the time that...
0: I'll sit in my car for yeah. an hour and a half, or, you know, s- sit in front of the television yeah. on a day off for yeah. however many hours, you know. But you're still doing Binge something. watch something on Netflix, <laughs> half comatose on the couch, right. you know. But I can't just go, okay, I'm going to settle down and turn my brain off. For five mm-hmm. minutes or whatever it yeah. is. So, why do we need to keep meditating and what are we getting out of it? You know, sometimes, like, the so-called benefits of meditation can kind of seem like these undefinable buzzwords, like present in the now yeah. or kind of stuff. What does that even mean? What right. is the now? I'm here. I'm present. Right. It's now. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. present in the now. Or even, like, unattainable goals, like inner peace. Inner stillness, inner calm, and you're just like, I am literally a hornet's nest side of a body. Like i I wake up thinking about work. I go to mm-hmm. sleep thinking about work. At any point of the day, yes. I have a thousand different emotions coursing mm-hmm. through my veins. Like inner stillness. Yeah, right. Of course, this is a good.
1: <laughs> this is a good. She's gonna topic be poking some buttons for some yeah. of y'all, and but you know what? It's, yeah. It's kind of ties into with like the whole spiritual bypassing thing mm-hmm. and how it's not all fucking roses and sunshines and unicorn shit and rainbows. It's not good vibes only. No, it's isn't. not good vibes only, and that's okay. Sometimes
0: it feels boring, yeah, or gross, mm-hmm. or uncomfortable, yeah. or you know, sometimes it feels Anxious. weird. It's just yeah, and you know, because if it felt good all the time, then everyone would do it We'd right. all be really good at it. And there's no contrast that way either, you know, right? Yep. So. What I'm gonna try to do, what I'm gonna try to accomplish today, is breaking down meditation into a palatable little science lesson. Love it, like you always do so well. So for when we're feeling a little silly, sitting on the floor with our eyes closed, right? Okay. I have a
1: hard time just sitting, too.
0: Honestly, I'm. We have I'm the same brain. Can't bra yeah, do it. I'm uncomfortable. It. I don't have a bra <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I put one on today. I'm uncomfortable. I don't know why so. You did either. When you sit down to meditate, close your eyes, take off your bra, let you L- them titties hang
1: free, get comfortable, you know, like okay. your
0: balls, whatever you're rocking right. with. Meditation can be defined as the purposeful regulation of your attention. Ooh,
1: I like
0: yeah, that. think about it like that. So like we are that. purposely regulating our attention. So, it's, yeah, you can talk about it, like, in terms of your breath, or you can talk yeah. about it in terms of the way you're sitting or the you yoga pose you're doing. But So this practice can be done for a multitude of reasons, right? You can yes. meditate for relaxation. You can meditate for personal growth. You can meditate for transcendence, you know? Um, and, and when we talk about regulating that attention, typically it can be done in two ways. It can be done by focusing the attention on a changing object um, a body like a body scan okay yeah you know when you scan your body and see what feels weird the movements of yoga uh, meditation Mm -hmm. practice of you know as you're moving into different um poses progressive muscle relaxation this is one that i really like 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 that's kind of like the body scan but it's like relax the muscles in your face relax the muscles in your throat relax the muscles in your chest so that's focusing your attention on a changing object Or, you can meditate by focusing your attention on an unchanging object, such as the breath. Like, repetitive drumming. Oh, okay. You know, focusing on, like, repetitive drumming. Mm -hmm. Or even jogging. Jogging can be a really meditative practice, you know, if you just get into focusing on... The pace of your that you're running and not that you're like about to pass out because yeah. you're running. Like yeah, you some people <laughs> love it, some people think like it's super meditative, yeah. they have a great time. I hate it because the whole time I'm not thinking like, oh yeah, I'm meditating, I'm thinking I'm going to die. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so all of these practices, um, whether they are on a changing object or an unchanging object. Um, are conducted with intentional focus. Um, so this is something, this is what we would call mindfulness or like mindful awareness. You know, you yeah. hear those words a lot when, in like guided meditations and things like that. That is intentional focus on feelings and sensations that are perceptible in the present moment. When you're doing a body scan, how do yeah. your legs feel? How do your knees feel? How do your hips feel? How does it feel right now? Mm-hmm. You know, meditation is like we've talked about with being present. Right. It's not about focusing on the past and it's not mm-hmm. about focusing on the future. It's not about how I felt this morning. It's about how I feel right now. Yeah. And how my body feels exactly in this moment. So the result of this focus... Is called the relaxation response. The biological result of focusing in this way leads to relaxation. So that may not be a term that you or the listeners are familiar with because yeah. it's not something that I was familiar okay. with. Um, yeah, I didn't know what that meant. So, um, <laughs> but it turns out the relaxation response is the exact opposite of fight or flight mm-hmm. or what's known as the stress response. Right. So when you have a response to a stressor, that's a stress response. When you have a response to intentional focus, that's a relaxation response. Okay. So I'm gonna talk about that a little bit, but first we're gonna talk about stress. So stress like meditation is, is one of those things that we're probably able to identify, like I know what stress is, I know when I'm feeling stressed, but I can't like specifically define what is happening. You know, I can be like, I know what it feels like to be stressed out, or I know what it feels like to be anxious, but what's really happening in my body when that feeling yeah. occurs? So when a stressful event or a stressor is perceived by our bodies, um, it produces hormones, adrenaline, and cortisol. Right. So when our body recognizes a situation as stressful, you know, we interpret interpret the stimuli And our body goes, danger, danger, or our brain says danger, you know, then that is, um, they produce adrenaline and cortisol so we can handle that. Cortisol is a hormone produced in your adrenal glands that enables the body to maintain steady supplies of blood sugar. Okay, Gotcha. Okay. So it releases stored glucose from the liver. So your body provides itself with a reliable source of energy in the event that you need to react. Okay. So like if you need to run away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That like, flight. That flight part. Yeah. Of it. Flight. Yeah. Like if you need to run away. You, have, you will have the ability to do that. So cortisol kicks up your blood sugar essentially. Mm. Is that kind of like too the thing with uh, moms like picking a. Vehicle yeah. off of like a yes. child adrenaline and cortisol, yes. just, okay. yeah, 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 gotcha. because you're supplied with so much energy all at once mm-hmm. that you can do kind of almost inhuman feats yeah. of strength, yeah. Um, and cortisol also controls swelling like around an injury, so that's oftentimes why like athletes who get hurt in a game get like cortisone shots, gotcha, for the, the inflammation, yeah, stuff. for the okay. inflammation, hmm. um. But because cortisol increases the blood sugar, that's why those who experience really high levels of stress can have issues with their weight or diabetes. It puts so much sugar in your blood all the time to be so stressed out that it either weakens your ability to produce it naturally yeah. or it's there's so much that you can have a trouble with weight gain. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's why stress is linked to all those things. All well, those pretty things. Pretty much a few pretty much can take any ailment and right. backtrack it to stress. Right, right. So adrenaline is produced by the adrenal medulla, which is a part of the atomic nervous system. So it's the part of the brain that maintains, like, homeostasis gotcha. in the body. It's the thing that keeps everything balanced, and it's, for the most part, it's not stuff that you have control of. So, I was thinking the medulla oblongata from water <laughs> boy, when you said that. I was like, the medulla yeah. oblongata. Yeah, the, the uh, adrenal medulla. Medulla. <laughs> so adrenaline is what readies the body for a fight-or-flight response okay so this reaction when this hormone is produced um increases your heart rate it raises your blood pressure um it decreases digestion like you're not hungry and and typically um no ill effects are seen from short-term increases of adrenaline you know just little ones but chronic stress is when you start to have a problem and of course like the production of adrenaline and cortisol have like significant evolutionary effects mm-hmm. you know but like when's the last time you had to worry about a hungry pride of lions yeah, yeah. no yeah. you know and it's they're still helpful now like to reacting to like actual dangerous stimuli like mm-hmm. mean dogs or a speeding out of control car yeah or, Someone trying to steal your wallet. Or, you know, something like that. Like, that kicks in, and that's helpful. And, of course, it doesn't have to be when you're just in physical danger. Yeah. Um, stressful life events like a big deadline, mm-hmm. or getting divorced, or moving to a new house, or to a new job. Like, things like that. Those are stressful events that cause our body to create those hormones. I just, I had a thought... When you were saying how we don't have to run from lions and stuff, and
1: I was thinking how it's so... Like, here in America, in civilized society, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, we don't have to worry about those things, right? Like, we have so much... Whereas you're going to third-world countries and stuff, and they do have to deal with those things, it kind of almost puts in perspective for you yeah, even more, like we choose stress sometimes. Like, yes, right. they are valid, and they are things, mm-hmm. but when you yeah. think about it on the large scale, it's We like, kind of
0: choose that abstract stress. Yes. Of, like, stress of the workplace or stress of relationships, yeah. where it's like people that do have to deal with packs of wild animals right. probably don't care so much about, about, like, what they're wearing to work that day. It's just funny know? how
1: there can be so many different variations right. of what stress
0: is for so many people. Which is why people. it's a good idea to be, like,
1: mindful
0: of yeah. and Yeah. But, but not to say that these big life events aren't stressful right. because they are like it's i've i've heard that moving like moving to a new house moving. is the most stressful life event second only to the death of a loved one i'd say it's
1: i don't know it's pretty it fucking stressful i've really, moved a lot me and too. I fucking it's fucking stressful it, like losing
0: shit that mm-hmm. yeah or just fucking right sucks it's Packing and unpacking. Yeah. So I'm glad that you said that because, like, in our like modern day or whatever, our first Mm -hmm. world civilization, you know, it's like we are reacting to actual danger of like getting hit by a car, Mm -hmm. but also of like perceived danger. Perceived, you know, right? Yeah. And and I talk about this, you know, I'm seeing that new trauma therapist. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what got me thinking about a lot of this too is trauma can create blockages around the neural pathways that, that can cause a stress response in a perfectly safe environment. Mm. So you're safe, but it triggers a memory yeah. of trauma, which then causes a stress blockages around our neural pathways. Um, so sometimes when we can be in perfectly safe environments, we can have something that triggers a memory of our trauma, um, and then it'll cause our bodies to react the way that we had to react then. Mm-hmm. So we might not necessarily be in danger, um, but it reminds us of a time where we were in danger and our body has the same response, which is creating those stress hormones, that stress response. Um, so when affected frequently enough, you know, our bodies can be in a constant heightened state. You know, you can Literally feeling anxious just all high the time. Just like, like you yeah. know, waking up being anxious, always just being at like been there. You know, <laughs> a low hum of anxiety all day long, every day. I like you know? a
1: low hum. That's a yeah. very good way to put a low hum of anxiety.
0: I've seen a lot of doctors about depression and anxiety, and oftentimes they'll ask you like, "Where on a scale of one to ten is your anxiety today?" Mm-hmm. And there have been times of my life where I have lived at a three. For every waking moment, you know, and that would spike into bigger. But I never got to not anxious. Mm. I never had no anxiety. I was always at least at like a three, Mm -hmm. you know. And when I started to work on mindfulness and work with doctors and work on myself, I would find myself getting anxious where I would be like, oh, I'm starting to feel anxiety, which means I wasn't. Up until this point, I was experiencing periods of no stress. Yeah. You know, so now if I start to feel anxiety or if I start to feel stressed out, I can recognize it so much better because I don't live in a constant state yeah. all the time. Um, so that chronic exposure to stress, chronic exposure to stress hormones suppress the immune system. So that ultimately manifests as illness, right? Mm -hmm. Having cortisol and adrenaline in your body suppresses the immune system. The way that cortisol suppresses inflammation around an injury, it suppresses your immune system all over. So ultimately we get sick. So poor sleep, recurring colds, slower healing, weight gain. These things are all symptomatic of stress. And can cause um, a lot more concerning health issues inevitably. Stress is often very times seen as um, like a comorbidity when people die. And the NIH actually said here that emotional stress is a major contributing factor to the six leading causes of death in the United States. Cancer, coronary heart disease, accidental injuries, respiratory disorders, cirrhosis of the liver, and suicide. Yeah. Stress is a major contributing factor to all of this. I believe it, though. Mm-hmm. You know they say stress is,
1: like, dis-ease in the body? Yeah, and dis-ease. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so what the fuck do we do about that? <laughs> 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 because we're always going to be stressed out, right? Yeah. There's always going to be Something. stressful events. There's shit we can't control. Right. So there's always going to be stress. Give me some tips. So to counteract the stress response... We introduce the relaxation response, okay, which we said is the opposite of the stress right. response. So the relaxation response is a natural method of engaging our nervous system to essentially reverse the effects of stress, to do the opposite Um, So, a guy named Dr. Herbert Benson coined the term relaxation response in the 70s. Thanks, Herbert. And he described it as a physical state of deep rest that changes the physical and emotional responses to stress and is the opposite of the fight or flight response. So, it provides the immediate benefit of bringing our physiology down to a level that reduces the risks of feeling symptoms of stress. Said that... You know, these hormones go up, our blood pressure goes up, our heart rate goes up. When you have a relaxation response to something, those hormone levels go down. Your blood pressure goes down, your heart rate slows, Mm -hmm. and your digestional returns normal. So um, it it basically is reducing those negative effects are produced by... um, stress. And it also, um, I found an article or a couple articles here where it shows that the relaxation response also affects our bodies on a molecular level where it will turn on certain genes that reduce cellular aging and turn off genes that lead to inflammation. Hmm. Yeah. And we talk about inflammation a lot when it comes yeah. to like cholesterol Absolutely. or other, you know, effects on the body. Yeah. Um, so... I loved this quote. So I wrote this down. So I, I read this, um, this scientific paper called The Neurobiology of Meditation and Mindfulness. Okay. And the author said, at the center of interest of meditation and mindfulness lies a potential for physiological, psychological, and neurobiological stress reduction. Mm. So how do we reduce our stress? We introduce a mindfulness practice into our lives. Man. Um, meditation also, and that's, like, already that's heavy as shit, Uh, that it literally stops you from stressing out, literally just deep breathing and sitting in silence and quiet meditation. Mm -hmm. It does, though. Not only turns off the stress but it starts to reverse the The
1: effects of it it's nice that you can reverse the effects like it's not yes it's not permanent no you
0: can literally undo the damage that stress has done to your body that's why you see those people like those more crone Mm -hmm. of our sisters and brothers who
1: meditate like Mm -hmm. on a regular basis yeah so you know because like before being 60 you think of being sixty when you were younger and like people were old, you know what yeah. I mean? But sixty now? No, like, people are fucking in their prime. We'll yeah. be hiking sometimes. Oh and my god, laughing when lapped. those people are oh. running these trails and stuff. Oh but, yeah. Man. And I'm sweating and yeah. <laughs> heavy
0: breathing. Yeah. Totally <laughs> some of that wisdom comes with age or whatever it is, but mm-hmm. it's just like, what do you know that I don't know? And yeah. it's literally take those five minutes a day, it really makes yep. that much of a difference. Yeah. So not only does meditation do that, like reverse the effects of stress? Um, it also increases the production of dopamine in our bodies. Um, so if you guys know anything about dopamine, dopamine is a neurotransmitter Mm. that basically plays a role in like how we feel pleasure. Um, Which is really cool, and that's something that I think we know, like, anybody who's ever done a drug, you know, like, knows knows what dopamine is. Um, But also, a thing about dopamine is that it's also a really big part of the human ability to plan, like, to strive for something towards a goal, to focus, and to also find things interesting, which is mm-hmm. why when they ask you when you're depressed yeah. have you lost interest in the things that you're usually right, interested it's usually a lack in because you don't of have dopamine, dopamine. yeah, yeah.
1: I think of Adderall too that probably is a yes. dopamine
0: you know yes dry, so yeah. that's the ADHD mm-hmm. that's really interesting because yeah. I did read about that cool. ADHD um is said to be caused by a brain's inability to produce a sufficient amount of dopamine, which is why you can't focus or why you have like memory loss or Mm -hmm. things like that. So Ritalin, what Ritalin does is stimulate dopamine production. You know, not having enough dopamine in the brain can cause depression, your inability to focus, memory loss, you know, people, there's a lot of mental disorders that dopamine can play a role in, you know, and and especially addiction is a really big one because, you know, certain drugs Mm -hmm. create huge waves of dopamine in the brain. So when people do drugs, certain drugs, whatever. When we do drugs. When people do drugs, sometimes, uh, (laughs) they create these huge increases of dopamine Mm -hmm. in the brain, which satisfy that natural reward system. It's like checking all your boxes, right? Um, but that doesn't last, you know, and like they say, your tolerance increases increases over time. Yeah, (laughs) and your your body is less capable of producing that dopamine naturally after, Mm -hmm. which is why you feel like shit when you're sober. 5-HTP is
1: good for that to take after like a big increase in dopamine or big release yeah. when your dopamine
0: levels are low. To... That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, and then also like, it makes you less capable of handling it afterwards. So you need something to balance <sighs> to that. Balance, yeah. Um, but like healthful ways of producing dopamine, like meditation mm-hmm. and yoga and things like that kind of give you those sustained benefits yeah. without the crash. Um, of course, it doesn't produce that artificial rush yeah. of, like, all that dopamine it can all at once. Ima- you know, because there are... Yeah, up- but, I mean, think of, like, an orgasm. Okay, Or think of, like... A well, re- if you're going to compare it to... Or, but- like, a really ecstatic yoga, you know, yeah. or, like, smoke weed on a mountaintop somewhere and you're just, like, doing yoga yeah. and you're, like, the it's the most beautiful sunset you've ever seen. You can get those huge rushes of dopamine yeah. in that space, but you can also get the little bits of dopamine mm-hmm. to build you up throughout your day yeah. by introducing a wellness practice. Yes. Um, and that can be just as rewarding because, like I said, dopamine can helps us with our ability to strive for mm-hmm. things, for, like, achievement. So our brains are rewarded, right, when we experience thoughts of achievement, when we feel like we're checking boxes. It's a more healthy way than too, right? Yes. Yeah. Maintaining a meditation practice not only helps us chill out and produce those chemicals, but, like, saying, like, I'm going to meditate for five minutes every day mm-hmm. and then actually doing it, yeah. you're checking those boxes, so you're getting, like, a double dose of that achievement. get, like, a sticker. Like, like yeah. a sticker board or something. Yes. <laughs> um, and then uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about is that meditation also leads to the production of oxytocin, you know, as the love hormone, Mm -hmm. right? Oxytocin is the feel-good substance that's associated with, like, feelings of love, Mm -hmm. feelings of trust, everything warm and fuzzy, just, like, feeling comfy. Yeah. Um, And oxytocin is an antidote to cortisol Mm. and can override the stress response. Okay. So I think that probably has something to do with, like, weighted blankets, or you like, love your weighted I love my weighted blanket, or even like those thunder vests you put on an anxious dog. Those things are so. I want, like, I, th- I want a I thunder. I want a thunder vest thunder because, vest. because They're like really cool. Think though. about that, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I get under my weighted blanket and I am like calm. Yeah. You know, and it's because it feels like a hug. I mean, it's yeah. seventeen pounds. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it, but feeling warm and it's fuzzy. Seventeen pounds. Yes. And I sleep with it every night, and Ugh. I would never not sleep with it again. <laughs> but like. You know, I I love fuzzy socks. Yeah. I love feeling comfortable, mm-hmm. putting on your comfy clothes, yes. sitting in your comfy couch. Like, I love being comfy. Yes. Um, which is cool to talk yeah. about during Taurus season. Right, Because yeah. Taurians are like, give me comfy. Yeah, I want to be you comfy. Know? So you can do that now. It's yeah, so, perfect time. so what's really cool about that is that we can cultivate oxytocin. What? There are things that we can do in our life not just meditating, mm-hmm. but there are practices that we can take throughout our day to create that hormone in ourselves. So, and that's basically just like being kind to ourselves mm. and creating comfort in our life. And that can be anything that makes you feel comfy. Yeah. You know, I like taking a warm bath, that's... drinking tea, sitting in my favorite chair snuggling with my partner, snuggling mm-hmm. with my dog, wearing really fuzzy socks. Yeah. like these are things that cultivate oxytocin for me. Love it. Um, that's why you know guided meditations will be like sit in a calm space mm-hmm. in a comfortable seated position yep. and um, and you can do that however works for you. Um, soothing music, massage, hot shower, connecting with somebody that you love, calling somebody on the phone, you know, whatever that is. Hugging a tree, yeah, hugging a tree, whatever gives you those feet like in the earth, standing, putting your face in the sunshine, you know, laying in the grass, like all that stuff. That's mindful, like being in the moment, yeah, I love it. And this meditation teacher, um, I was reading about, she says. If the idea of cultivating oxytocin seems silly to you, give yourself a break. Yeah. If it feels good to you and it helps you in a nurturing way, it's working. And I wanted to leave it on this, is that Mm -hmm. the aim of mindfulness practice is not to get really good at meditating. Right. It's to tend to yourself and to be your own best friend. Yeah.
1: I love that because so much, like, in this spiritual practice and stuff, we get lost in what it looks like to everybody else. Or what are we doing? How are we doing? Am I doing right on Instagram? And where it just gets to the point, like even when we do our short little reels and we talk about how like some of them are goofy and we just kind of like stumble through it. But it's really authentic and real because it doesn't have to be perfect. And Mm -hmm. I just love that. I love just you're tending your garden.
0: It's not for anybody else that's but you. It's about tending your garden. Yes. I love that Mm -hmm. saying it that way. It's about tending your garden yeah. your personal wellness garden because that it's
1: supposed to be for you and not you know it's you use it to help other people but it's your right growth that you're
0: working on fucking
1: love that shit
0: yeah so if you're just starting out like find a guided meditation that you like it's yeah. a really great place to start i like michael seeley on i love soul. michael seeley i love his oh, voice oh it's
1: fucking australian yeah. smooth like michael Sealy. Um, the goddess biscuit. the
0: goddess reawakening <laughs> meditations on Spotify, me I love those, and start small, yeah. find a, a comfortable little space, or create one, and do a couple minutes, yeah. you know, I, like, the healing benefits of mindfulness can be achieved in even just a few minutes, and even if you don't feel ready for that, just take a couple deep breaths.
1: Yeah, and I would say, even if you're, could it be, like, to be mindful, like, painting a picture, yeah. or... In your, like, literal yeah, garden. meditative or, you know, practice. Like digging on, in your garden. Yeah, a meditative
0: just, practice. Like we said, on a changing object or an unchanging object, just do something. Yeah. Focus on your breathing. Mm-hmm. Practice being present. Yes. And, you know, you are literally altering the way that your body is on a molecular level. You're yeah. altering the way that your body is responding to the environment around it just by being intentional. Yep. Just by focusing. Mm -hmm. Um, and when we do that, not only are we tending to our own garden and being better to ourselves, but also then we are better to our relationships and our environment and our world it's that fill in the cup so you can fill everybody else's exactly which is what we talk about all all the the time time. (laughs) and it's
1: not even so much you're supposed to be overflowing from your cup so that it pours into everyone else Mm -hmm. not so much that you're filling other people's cups for them because that's their job right you know you're just meant to like add a little little splash yeah a little splash of wine in your LaCroix like Jesse (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> a yeah. little spritzer. I love a you know? spritz. <laughs> splash some wine in your LaCroix. I'm going to get that on a t-shirt. Sponsor her. Yeah, um, LaCroix. LaCroix with a splash of red wine, Molina. Right?
1: <laughs> Any red wine. Any Literally red wine. anything. That's great. I love it. Um, yeah. But I was
0: really excited about this topic, and I like to, you know, kind of incorporate well, you know, science and math yeah, when I man. can, because sometimes... I'm so guilty of that. Mm. I will get into a space where I'm like, this is silly. (laughs) Or I don't know if I believe in this. Or I don't really know. And when I can go, I can feel myself producing oxytocin when I do Mm -hmm. this. And I can go, okay, this is why I keep doing it. And I think it's, it's, everything's so oversaturated
1: right now, too, that it's hard to, it's so cookie cutter sometimes. So it's really good to be reminded that, no, this stuff is actually based on science. You know, we can look at facts, and yes, some of it is faith-based, but also... And also, faith isn't a bad
0: thing. No, it isn't at all. You know, having faith in yourself or having Mm. faith in, you know, the people that you love or your achievements or whatever it is, you know, it's like, it's good to do that. (laughs) Yeah, so that's my topic for the week. I hope that you guys followed (laughs) that into your life. But now it's time for um, our intermission. It is time for Wonder Witch Intermission, which might be my favorite part of the show. I don't know what you guys think. But Mm -hmm. uh, let's pull some cards. Let's do it.
1: Wonder Witch, Jesse and I like to pull from a tarot deck and from an oracle deck. And Mm -hmm. recently we also started pulling. A rune as well and we yeah. like to kind of do it that way so we can get see how the reading correlates we like to make it decks. harder for ourselves. yes
0: but I think that when multiple people do multiple pulls from different divinatory mm-hmm. um, outlets yeah. it's kind of like well that's definitely yeah. what that means you know it becomes more clear and it's I really think.
1: fun because the deck you use the herbal tarot deck it mm-hmm. usually does the Herbal associations, yes. and I switch it up sometimes, but I mostly rock with the I'm a threads of fate. Of yeah, like, I'm all over the place, like I said. Yeah. So today I'm using the threads of fate, but a lot oh. of times they'll have an herb on mine too. That one fell out. Jesse's okay. got hers. There it is. But our herbs even correlate sometimes. Yeah, the messages always correlate. Oh, and they always court, look, oh, she's smiling at me right now because it probably has something to do
0: with what we've talked about. So, or- <laughs> it has <laughs> <can't>. exactly everything <laughs> to do with what we talked about, and it's the fucking card I pulled Did pull this morning. you it earlier? Morning.
1: The Nine of Cups, yes. And, has- and I was
0: thinking about it the whole time I was talking about my topic because it is exactly that, and I didn't bring it up, and then, of course, I pulled the exact same card. What is it? Okay. So I set the deck down, and this is on top Mm -hmm. right there, which is one of the cards from earlier.
1: This one is different, though, and it's the paradox. Ooh. Now remind us what the Nine of Cups is. Yeah, so I
0: pulled the Nine of Cups. If you follow Mm -hmm. us on Instagram, um, this is going to come out a couple days later, but this morning I I did a tarot reel of the Nine of Cups um, because I... And if you're not following us on Instagram, why not? Yeah, you should be. Yeah. Uh, But the Nine of Cups, uh, which is really cool, is a woman sitting in some plants with nine big cups behind her. There's some mountains behind her, but it says that she sits in an attitude of self-satisfaction. Three plumes in her hat symbolize achievements. Um, Looks like she (laughs) she may be ready to give birth to a child. Because of her accomplishments, she may feel a sense of complete personal fulfillment. So that totally relates to the striving aspect of dopamine. Mm -hmm. How, like I said, checking boxes, that achievement, that feeling, that sense of achievement. So I was thinking about that a lot when we were, when I was talking about my thing and I didn't bring it up, but of course it wanted to be of course brought it up didn't. it's like so Steve, here it I is about this part <laughs> yeah so it says give yourself a pat on the back but don't get complacent that you stop creating share your love and joy with others and allow your inner light and expression to flow from you
1: mm. yeah well you're going to love this so the paradox the yeah. meaning of the paradox and this is a reminder of two extremes okay so you were literally talking about the stress reaction yeah and then what's the opposite complete yeah. opposite of that is the relaxation yeah So sometimes we focus on things, whether internally or externally, and we see them as one-sided. To hold the paradox within us requires strength. To see our most brilliant qualities and our most ugly, to acknowledge that they both live within us is a gateway to growth. So we've been talking about how, you know, things can be cookie cutter and stuff. Mm -hmm. And really holding on to both sides of that spectrum, like what those two extremes are at Mm -hmm. the same time and being okay with both of those at the same time. Carl Jung said that the paradox is one of our most valuable spiritual possessions. Hmm. I didn't know that. And for anyone who does shadow work, which we love that over here, they know this to be true. It can be difficult for a lot of people. People don't like to do shadow work. No, if it mm-hmm. was easy,
0: everyone would do yeah. it.
1: We've been raised in this rigid environment where things are viewed as black and white. Mm-hmm. And it may be hard for us to accept our flaws,
0: let alone love them.
1: I have a hard time with that. <laughs> like, that's yeah. something that I have to work, you know what I mean? And yeah,
0: but, it's, it's always like, this is something I need to yeah, fix That even showed something a, I need to right. embrace. Uh,
1: Jesse and I did Aura. Oh, so fucking yeah, we cool. Sure did. We did Aura... Readings or got our auras read Mm -hmm. at Uthun's Mm -hmm. this past weekend And that was one of the things like my heart and she was like you need to you know, you Need to breathe through your heart because I have a problem with the." She's like you need to trust yourself and Mm -hmm. love yourself and all that shit The best ways to slowly enter relationship with the paradox is to remind ourselves that we did not create these things within us Hmm. Hmm. We inherited them
0: Yeah, one of the key words of the Nine of Cups is Mm -hmm. Um, self-acceptance. Self-satisfaction, achievement, self-acceptance. And what's really cool is it says, like, the woman is maybe ready to give birth to a child. But one of the key words is, like, a metaphorical giving birth, like, giving birth to a dream. So I think together, let's do
1: a rune, too, really quick. a
0: rune! I can't believe I pulled the same card. You saw me shuffle and you saw saw it jumped out. It leapt out. It's like I still need to be talked about. Yeah. Jeez.
1: Take it. Whip it out of that bag. These runes are from Fiddle, Fern, and Jambles.
0: Yeah. Katie
1: Billings. Her and her son actually make them. Yeah, and
0: they're awesome. I have a bright pink one, Mm -hmm. bright pink set. They're amazing. She got the first set. Yes, I
1: did. We got this one. Not last time, but the time before. The urs, which is strength, physical health, courage, and promotion. Okay. Yeah, so I think as a whole. So if we're looking at the Nine of Cups, and then we look at Paradox, and then we look at this, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, U-R-U-Z, urs, urs,
0: urs, urs, (laughs) urs,
1: but it means strength, physical health. You guys. Yeah. Uh, strength, physical health, courage, and promotion. The colors are green or brown, which are very earthy elements. So, mm. kind of pulling in that Taurus mm-hmm, mm-hmm. energy and stuff. My interpretation of it is being accepting of the things that you have and knowing that you've worked hard to achieve all of these things. And also not giving into like that inner negative chatter seeing it and accepting that it's there but not defining yourself by it so that mm-hmm. you can be in this energy of the nine of cups and mm-hmm. know that you're deserving of she it she looks very and she mindful, looks content and mindful she? yeah so i think it's about being able to live and knowing this negative aspect is going to be there mm-hmm. but still being able to stand in your power and your strength and in that yeah. courage
0: of And this even says to give yourself a pat on the back, basically Mm -hmm. recognize your talents, recognize your achievements, but not to allow yourself to get complacent. There you go. Not to allow yourself to get lazy or to say like, okay, well this is good enough Yeah. and now I'm going to stop creating. Like recognizing like, yeah, that was a great job, we did good and we can keep going, you know, and that's, there's a sense of stability in that. Yeah. I love that. I love it too. Sounds great.
1: The uh, herb on here is called
0: Squaw Vine.
1: Squaw Vine! I thought it said Squaw Wine. Maybe because the cups were there and I like... Yeah, it's
0: uh, it's also known as Partridge Berry, and it's commonly used as a womb strengthener Mm -hmm. and as an aid in facilitating childbirth. It's also useful in relieving menstrual irregularities, as well as promoting fertility and protecting against miscarriage. It's one I've never heard of. So it's really about giving birth to the dream. Yeah, giving <laughs> it also, birth. It also says that it will um, inspire self-confidence, mm.
1: especially
0: regarding the capacity to share oneself physically with another. Mm. Hmm. I like that. And the affirmation for I the Nine of that. Cups is I share my visions and feelings with those to whom I am close. Mm. I love it when we do readings I and they're exactly too. what they're supposed to be. They are. And they make you think. Yeah. How cool. They make you think.
1: Also, I like learning about new herbs. Squawbine. vine.
0: Partridge berry. Partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> was really cool. Always relevant. Now well, let's find out how relevant it is to our second topic. Um, so I've been wondering, <laughs> I wonder which topic you picked this week, Ashley. Well, you're going to love it. I can't wait.
1: You're going to love it. And kind of, because we did our aura readings, mm-hmm. um, yesterday mm-hmm. and she kind of talked about some of it and it was really cool. Cause I was like, Oh my God, that's what I've been learning about. And so, today we are gonna talk about the clairs of Intuition.
0: Oh, hell yes! Yes. Because she did talk about yes. that, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, what does mine mean? Yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah!
1: Yeah, so, we're gonna kinda go down the rabbit hole with it, and we're gonna talk a little bit about, you know, what they are. A little bit about how to, like, identify them, and how you can kind of strengthen those yeah. in a basic way. We're going to talk about, there's eight. So I found eight. There's Dang. four main ones. Yeah. Um, we'll touch lightly on some of the more oddball ones. And I'll go a little more in depth with some of the, you know, more common ones that we know. And the ones that are more common for people to have. Because mm-hmm. I'm not an expert. <laughs> so we're just, we're just we're wondering. Just, we're just wondering and we're just learning. Yeah, and I'll talk about some crystals you can use to strengthen the abilities of some. And these clairs, you can be born with them right mm-hmm. away. Or they can manifest themselves in your life later on. Interesting. Yeah. So my hope is that you'll be able to identify what they are or like, something's been happening to you. You can put a name on it Mm. instead of thinking you're crazy or, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, really that mindful thing, being mindful of these different sensations and things that are happening in your body and outside of your body Mm -hmm. and knowing how to utilize them and strengthen them in your practice. So that's what we're going to fucking talk about right awesome. now. Awesome.
0: I'm super excited. Yeah. I so, can think of a couple. You're like, all right. Yeah. And what
1: I've learned is like, you can have, some people have all of them. Whoa. You know what I mean? And even as I was going through this, I have a list. Like, I'm like, okay, I have most of these. And I'm sure crazy. you do too, yeah, just yeah, yeah. from what we've talked about. Mm-hmm. People can have main ones mm-hmm. and then ones that complement other mm-hmm. ones. So usually if you have some sort of clear of intuition, you have more than one because you have a... Strength, like a strong one, and you have some of the ones that just kind of complement. Yeah. And wait until you hear some of the weird ones. I was like, man, I wish I had that. (laughs) But, uh, right? But yeah, so it was really cool. A lot of times these clairs are trapped under expectations of what people think a psychic ability should feel and look like mm-hmm. this can sometimes hold you back from like fulfilling the potential of those clairs mm-hmm. yeah so we're gonna understand this shit I'm gonna do a little bit of like historical associations we'll briefly touch on that because I really want to get into like the meaty goodness of it cool so here we go there we go let me let me adjust my heat in bed <laughs> my ute <you. laughs> Oh my ute <you>. alright <laughs> Yeah Uh so the clairs. What the fuck am I talking about? What yeah. is a Claire? Of <laughs> intuition. So Clairs are a way to receive information through extrasensory perception. So you've probably heard of like ESP. That's what yeah. that is. Extrasensory oh, yeah, yeah, perception. Yeah, yeah. So Claire actually translates from the French into clear. Yes. So that's super helpful when we're breaking down all of these clears because it's literally clear and then whatever the other end of it right. is. Right. So, I did know that. Yeah. Mhm. About
0: so, the French.
1: The French. The French. That's cuz you're super smart. So,
0: I took a semester in college.
1: <laughs> in college. <laughs> all right. So, in historical and religious texts, there's mm-hmm. been a lot of documented instances of clairvoyance. Yeah. Which typically is seen, and we were talking about this the other day, through, like, prophets or angels mm-hmm. or deities or gods that were living on Earth.
0: Mm-hmm. From monotheistic... Monotheistic?
1: Theistic. Monotheistic. Mm-hmm. Okay. One god. One. One god. Monotheism. In so, mon- monotheistic... God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> from monotheistic religions to pagan religions it's oftentimes you see the issue isn't if clairvoyance exists it's is it coming from the divine or is it coming from an enemy of the divine so oh, you know in christian yes a yeah, god or a demon you know what i mean or even with deities and other cultures and stuff you have your yeah your nice ones and you have your ones that are little feisty, you know what I mean? So, oh, yeah, yeah. You no, know, divination practices and stuff, too. You have your light magic and your dark magic, mm-hmm. things like that. So there have been some scientific studies about clairvoyance as well. The Department of the Defense, and I'm actually going to put the links up, so I don't know if you know this, but Project Stargate, have you heard anything about no. that? No. Okay, <sighs> I'm about to blow your fucking mind. The Stargate Project, is it dealt with psychic powers. So the CIA released documents. Yeah. They declassify documents, okay? okay? But it's from the 70s. So Project Stargate dealt with psychic powers and ESP, that extrasensory perception.
0: Is this like the, the minority report? real <laughs> life, like, it's like, <laughs> yeah.
1: There was this celebrity psychic from the 70s called Yuri Geller, mm. and some of the exercises they would do would be, like, he would draw pictures of items that were in another room he hadn't been in, like their placement and things like that. And so it kind of goes into this remote viewing thing. That's what that's called. When you're Mm -hmm. in one location and you're seeing things in another location and it's being confirmed that those things are actually there. Mm -hmm. They actually use that in the government today and stuff with psychics, remote viewing psychics. And they won't, I did find they don't solely rely on that. They use it in conjunction with other things, but... Project Stargate ran from about 1978 till about 1995. Wow. Yeah, so like, I'm going to put them... It's very interesting. It is a read, but like even if you shuffle through it, it goes into the scientifics behind and He's very non-biased about what's going on. You know what mm. I mean? He comes from a very scientific standpoint, and the stuff in there will blow your mind. It pretty much says it's real, which we know. <laughs> but, yeah, right. <laughs> but they're science. Magic. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> All right, let's get into the good stuff though.
0: Because yeah, clairvoyant mm-hmm. mean voyant means to see. Yes, like mm-hmm. the voyeur. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So clair, clear, yes. clear, clear voyant yep. see. So it's clear seeing.
1: So let's get right into this bitch then. Yeah, you Hi- ready? Hit me. All right, so that's actually clairvoyancy is actually one of the most common clairs that you hear about, right. and even though it is one of the most common. It's not one of the most common for people to have. Clear translates into clear. Voyance translates into vision. Mm -hmm. So it's a clear sense of vision or psychic sight. So psychic sight. Your inner sight. So yeah, like I said, just because it's popular, that doesn't necessarily mean all psychics are clairvoyant.
0: That's really interesting Mm -hmm. because I think Mm -hmm. you get, you know, if you think about like a psychic, you think of like that's so Raven, yeah. like, <laughs> having a vision, yeah. you know, where you see this very clear mm-hmm. picture in Up your something. mind, Yeah, you know? even, like, any other, like, television psychic, you know, yeah. because it's very visually It's visually, it's a, because vi- it is a very
1: visually one, but, yeah. That's usually they have other clairs and that might be a lesser one, you know, or just because someone is psychic doesn't necessarily mean they're getting this, these flashes of these pictures. So the definition of clairvoyance is a supposed faculty of perceiving things or events in the future or beyond normal sensory contact. It's also known as second sight Mm -hmm. or your sixth sense. Mm -hmm. So a clairvoyant might be known as like a seer. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, or someone who does that remote like viewing a, like that we were talking about. Yeah, and they can... Pra- it's also the practice of, like, doing remote viewing and seeing in the past. That goes back to the CIA documents that we were talking about. Yeah. Which I can't stress enough. Please click the link for that because uh-huh. it's crazy. But characteristics of being clairvoyant can mean that you have vivid psychic dreams where you see premonitions or spirit guides or dead relatives come visit you. Uh-huh. So the... Tony, the aura, Jesse, you're clairvoyant.
0: She said I'm clairsentient.
1: Clairsentient. You're one of those, I but I know think. know
0: shit, not necessarily see shit, but she did but talk about it. But you do have dreams,
1: dreams, and that's why I think dreams. you might have that yeah. too, or it could be one of the more subtle yeah. energies. You well, might you can be have more fl- than Yeah, one. you can have more than one. So people who have this ability often describe it as sort of like a projector screen that gets pulled down in front of you and plays a movie of the mm. past or the future. Very visual, it's a very visual clear, yes. This can be out of the blue when you're fully awake. It does, you don't necessarily have to be sleeping. It can be during meditation Mm -hmm. as well that you kind of get these flashes of images in front of your face. Um, These things can happen internally or externally. There's going to be times when you're seeing things that appear outside of your body and sometimes you're just going to see it in your mind. So seeing in your mind can sometimes make you feel like it's your imagination until later on kind of comes to fruition or what that inkling you had or, you know, somebody who's very, has a very good imagination and can kind of like create these colorful things in their mind is most likely clairvoyant Mm -hmm. or can use that muscle because the big takeaway from all of this, which is really cool is you can practice any of these. We're all born with these psychic yeah. abilities, and sometimes it's just easier for some of us than others, but yeah. you can actually work these like a muscle to make them stronger.
0: Yeah, that's what I talked about with, um, Tony yesterday, because mm-hmm. she asked me about that, and, and, you know, like I've said in past episodes, mm-hmm. my practice for 15 years was virtually all by myself. Yeah. You know, I had a very, very solitary practice, and a lot of that, You know, because I'm not usually the one who works with tools or things like that. Mm -hmm. A lot of that has been visualization. Mm -hmm. So over 15 years, I've been training this visualization muscle yeah. to the point where my imagination is very vivid you know and defined and easy to access yes and to be able to see things in that way because so you I just
1: work that muscle it should right. so You're like bench pressing 200 over there with that you know yeah. what i mean yeah so <laughs> so sometimes i thought this was interesting sometimes people even think your eyes being drawn to angel numbers so like the 111 oh, and the yeah. things like that or even seeing white feathers a mm-hmm. lot is kind of you know a tip towards your little clairvoyant mm. other specification if you have a lot of daydreams
0: mm-hmm.
1: chances are you know you have some of those tendencies you can have unusual images while you're meditating mm-hmm. so that it's a see- like you're seeing it with your mind's eye mm-hmm. but it feels very real and mm-hmm. Seeing images out of the corner of your eyes, yeah. you know, those little shadow creatures yeah, and like stuff. My yeah, cat yeah, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, strange words or phrases popping up like randomly hmm. in your mind. That's interesting. Yeah, getting strange feelings or vibrations coming from your third eye. So, like, literally feeling like your third eye opening when you're doing meditation or even dra- daydreaming, depending on how, because third eye and crown chakra are mm-hmm. the chakras that are associated with clairvoyance.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, déjà vu is yeah. a type of clairvoyancy. Is I get it? a lot of that. Yeah.
0: I always thought it was made up. No, like because I get déjà vu. Like what? I get
1: a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm always just
0: like because they'll like I don't know who's they are. The yeah. scientists <laughs> they'll say it's just your brain creating false memories. Yeah. But I'm just like I don't know. I saw this. I, this th- There's also
1: so much of our brain that's not utilized or that we, and we don't they don't understand. know. Yeah. Yeah. That. Come on now. Um, I know. So like we said, the biggest practice for strengthening that clairvoyant muscle is going to be visualization. So Mm -hmm. you've already got that down pat. And this can be in the sense of just visualization when you're meditating, even making like a vision board Mm -hmm. and focusing on those things like Mm -hmm. inactive meditation and stuff Mm -hmm. is really good to help using that. Doing any kind of third eye exercise or binarial beat meditation, you know, I, we love. We've been talking a lot about using like tone frequencies and stuff yeah. to elevate like our chakras and things like that. So you can, a
0: Even lot. That repetitive drumming.
1: Yeah, the repetitive drumming. Yeah, just like that. So at a certain
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah and even the tones I'm not sure what the tone is for the third eye but I can figure it out and put it on the blog post because yeah. we did the sacral chakra one which was the 277 I can google it. yeah you can google it right now live <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah so using those binarial beats or like doing the meditation that's mm-hmm. for opening your third eye is mm-hmm. really going to help use that muscle it's all about not using the physical eyes mm-hmm. and using that inner eye a lot of times when we visualize things kind of appear fuzzy. Even like in dreams, you know? So like really focusing on sharpening those lines mm-hmm. and getting as much detail as possible mm-hmm. is going to really strengthen that muscle. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's all about like even if you think about something as simple as an apple yep. and you hold the image of that apple in your mind and even if I think about it right now, the apple it's like soft. It's like almost like a soft filter on it. So the trick is is like putting that Filter that sharpening effect, like on oh, your adjustments yeah, on yeah. the thing. I understand what you, you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and
0: making it. Is there a reflection
1: on the apple? Is mm-hmm. there sun hitting the apple and it's bouncing off? Is it the condensation coming off of the apple? Yeah. Or, you know, things like that.
0: The lines on the Yeah. Board.
1: Really focusing on those things is going to hone mm-hmm. in yeah. that stuff. Keeping a journal. Yeah, Going back to the dream aspect, and you know, clairvoyants do get a lot of prophecy from dreams and stuff, so that's why it's really important to keep that dream journal, because it's very helpful in going back, Mm -hmm. even if you're giving dreams of like, sometimes clairvoyants have symbols that pop up, Mm -hmm. or a phrase will pop up, or just an image of something will pop up, Mm -hmm. but you don't really understand what it is, so it's important to write those things down so you can go back, kind of like with when we were talking about scrying, and all the symbolism and what's relevant to you and your culture and your life and all of the programs that you've gone through in your life Mm -hmm. to kind of make a key for yourself. You know, like kind of on a map how there's the key of the symbols and stuff Mm -hmm. and you kind of know, okay, well this squiggle line means this in my dreams and this means this. You pay attention to what is repetitive and what images you see Mm -hmm. and keep like a guide in your journal so you can go back to it and...
0: Mm-hmm. Better right.
1: understand what they mean so you can strengthen that muscle some more.
0: Yeah, and especially, like, you know, things that maybe you think you've resolved mm-hmm. in yeah. your making life. And then you're like, why do I keep dreaming about this thing? I'm yep. moved on from it. Mm-hmm. I'm past it. And it's like, well, no, there's still a little something bit there. of something going on. Yeah. So. Also, every time people think I'm so weird, every single time I dream about someone... I always like reach out to them, yeah. even if it's weird. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. a few months ago, I had a dream about someone I knew, like in high school, yeah. who I have not spoken to in like ten years. And but we're like Instagram yeah. friends because like everyone is. Everyone is. And yeah. I was just like, Hey, man, how's the baby? <laughs> uh, I had a. Are you are you cool? Yeah. Is everything okay? I had a dream about you, yeah. and he was just like. Oh it was like okay weirdo but like I always do that. Yeah. And I always like I dream about someone and I'm like okay, I honestly yeah. reach out like hey man, you cool? <laughs> yeah. Even that during the day I'll just have
1: a ping or mm-hmm. I'm just like seeing You always do. Yeah, I'm just seeing just or somebody's face me. will pop in yeah. and that'll be kind of more of one of the other clears I think. But yeah. so memory grape <laughs> memory grapes. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Memory grapes. Memory grapes. Oh. All right. Memory games are a great way to practice your clairvoyant abilities. So, here's a fun game that you can do with your friend. And yeah. we can try this. So, you get a deck of cards, yeah. right? And you have your friend choose three pairs. Mm-hmm. Okay? And you let them look at the cards or whatever. Mm-hmm. You keep one card face down, kind of like blackjack, mm-hmm. and you keep the other card face up. Mm-hmm. And you have to, like, you have to try to see with your mind's eye what the other card is underneath. Mm-hmm. And you do it until you can get all three. In a sitting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sounds hard. And it's called the Clairs of intuition. And okay. the biggest thing with intuition is, is trust. Trust yes. your intuition. Have faith in it. Have faith in it. And you might feel silly and you might not get it right every time. Mm-hmm. But once you start practicing and yeah. consciously sitting there and... What do I see in my mind's eye? And it's popping up, and you can start consistently doing it because you're working out that muscle. You'll believe more and more, but you got to have faith. you got to have faith. Dude, that's so
0: funny that you said that because last week, Elliot, my partner, bought a box of Lucky Charms, Mm. and he was doing that with me where he would take a marshmallow out of the box and I would have to guess in his closed hand what it was, and if I got it right, I got it. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: and if he, and if I, got it wrong he ate the marshmallow yeah and i'm gonna tell you i'm right like 85 percent of the time so it's all and about goes, trust and he goes i'm screaming at it i'm screaming it to you in my head yeah what it is. <laughs> and i'm just like mm, red balloon and yeah. you're like got it <laughs> see and it's you practice That's and it's so might, funny it might
1: feel silly at first yeah. but we all have these abilities yeah. you know we we push them off or we think you know magic is like this thing that's not real and it's all up here and it's like girl this shit is based off of science too Mm -hmm. like our brains Mm -hmm. and our human bodies and this energy field that we are that's in this meat suit is like really fucking cool and we can do some really cool things we just have to trust in ourselves Tend our garden. Fucking use that yeah. nine of cups and tend that garden and fuck what anybody else thinks. You know what yeah. I mean?
0: And and just because we're not experiencing something the way that it's portrayed in media mm-hmm. yes. doesn't mean that it doesn't exist or it's right. not real. Like, there's only, there's really only one way a psychic is yeah. portrayed on TV. Absolutely. Or a witch is portrayed on TV. There's very few diverse representations Mm -hmm. of what that can mean and this is literally
1: and that's why i wanted to talk about this yeah Yeah. because then it personally for me like being empathic and also you know always hearing stuff and like seeing things you Mm know people who have mental illness sometimes you feel like you're crazy Mm -hmm. so this i wanted to do for me as well to kind of put things into perspective and know okay there's this is some shit like I'm not because yeah. I think I've always said especially with schizophrenia and we'll like touch on this I think some of that schizophrenia too is like they there's a filter missing like I agree. some things then they're seeing some stuff mm-hmm. and. Just because it's not real to us doesn't mean that it's not real to them or there's not some shit happening. You know what I mean? So right. sometimes people can be misdiagnosed reality. as well yeah. with certain mental disorders. Because, yes, there are real, I do, you know, there's real disease in that way of the brain. Of course. A lot of things are misdiagnosed. Mm-hmm. So it's also for a little bit of comfort for some people who might have some things happening to them and be like, okay, that might be what that is. And mm-hmm. kind of work at it mm-hmm. to, you know, cross it off or say, okay. Yeah. I'm not fucking losing my mind over here. Or so, I am and well, I am I'm also psychic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about uh the third eye and the crown chakra being chakras related to this. So there's some crystals and stones you can do. So, and these are good. You can place these crystals like on your third eye during meditation, mm-hmm. on your crown. You can even sleep with some of these mm-hmm. under your pillow. One's good for this one to kind of develop this ability. You're gonna be amethyst, of course, cause that's gonna be your third eye chakra mm-hmm. realm up there. Fluorite is a good one.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. I recently just started carrying a fluorite around and I didn't know why. There you go. Huh.
1: Cause, but spirit new, huh? Yeah. Your inner guidance system new. Yeah, aquamarine is great. Ooh. Emerald, opal, labradorite, which you wear in labradorite, moonstone. Uh, things mm-hmm. that are kind of in that upper realm are going to be good. You know. We'll talk about herbs later on because they're kind of relevant for all of. Okay. Oh, but we're going to talk about Bo- Oh, but we're going to. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the second one. Yes. The second one that you guys have probably heard about is going to be the clear audience. So we know yeah. if Claire is clear.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's going to be clear hearing. Yeah. Auditory. Okay? Yes, auditory to, yes, hear, auditory to hear things. You may have heard of it, but it's kind of shrouded in some misunderstanding mm-hmm. about what it's like to observe it. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you some of the different ways that it can kind of manifest itself into your life. Mm-hmm. Being clear audience means that you can receive intuitive information from higher spirits those who have passed on and your spiritual tribe and guides via the sense of hearing. Mm-hmm. Mediums and psychics are able to deliver messages from beyond in this way because they hear words spoken to them, mm. but it's but it's not very customary. So this is another one that just because psychics and mediums, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're all this mm-hmm. one or it's their, I should say their dominant... Claire. There's
0: like this image of like a seance mm-hmm. where they're, and they're, like, voice. they're yeah. Like, oh, he's saying to you that he loves you and he forgives you for mm-hmm. murdering him. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you can actually experience it in a lot of different ways, too. For instance, if your ears feel warm out Ooh. of nowhere that's a you know like a signifier of clear audience ringing in the ears i hear a lot of ringing in the ears so pay attention to when it's happening like maybe if a thought popped into your head or you're doing something it's like Mm -hmm. telling you to pay attention so you've ever been in your car and you're like thinking about something and you're listening to the radio or you got your favorite playlist on and maybe you never even realized it was the line before or like Mm -hmm. you never really heard it before but it's just relevant to whatever the fuck you're thinking about Mm -hmm. or talking about that time that's a Kind of a clear audience thing, huh? Yeah. So
0: it's not necessarily like hearing voices. No, it's not. Just like being called to hearing something. To hearing something that's relevant to
1: what's going on. Like maybe you're talking about something and. Or it's like a decision to be made, and then a ding goes off on your phone or something. So it's all about... uh,
0: Words. It doesn't
1: have to be words. It's just sounds or nudgings or a lyric or something that comes on. It's just sounds. Yeah. Huh. That's
0: Mm -hmm. fascinating. I I never would have thought about it like that, but that's really cool. When you're caught up and thinking about something, and then you hear a specific sound. Yeah.
1: And so, like, when I was talking about the ringing in the ears, like, in the Middle Ages, they were calling... They were saying angels were talking to them. Other... Yeah. (laughs) Which, you know, that makes sense. But other people think that it's actually your chakras buzzing or ringing too. Ooh, that's yeah. an interesting thought. Mm-hmm.
0: I've never thought about my chakras making noise. Yeah, mm-hmm. like but vibration, if sound like that. Absolutely. Sound affects them, why think about because you be see those frequency sound? tests where right. they do the
1: frequency and shapes are forming, or even when we talked mm-hmm. about the water energy and mm-hmm. putting the, you know what I mean? Like putting yeah. the vibrations into the water changes the molecular structure of it.
0: Right. Totally.
1: Yeah. But like popping in your ears or even changes in pressure. Like if you, you know, kind of like when you go on an airplane mm-hmm. and your ears pop. So if that just happens when you're like walking around, that can actually be a signifier of clairaudience. audience. Talking to yourself was an interesting one because yeah. I talk to myself Possibly. all the time. So, like, again, there's always that saying, like, as long as you're not answering yourself, you know, which I do. <laughs> I know, me too. Yeah. How but even, so- Jesse, what yeah. are you doing? Right? In stressful situations, especially, like in certain situations, if you find yourself talking yourself down, you know, you might be a little clear audescent. I don't know you're that. <laughs> <laughs> Your mode of learning can be a signifier. If you oh. like audibly to listen to books and stuff, which we love listening we to books. Love yeah, and lectures and things I like really that. We love books. Yeah, then that, you probably, you know, have that clear audience. Did you have an imaginary friend when you were younger?
0: Uh, I wanted to. Okay. Well, if but you did- t- <laughs> I did. I didn't
1: really believe in it that hard. Yeah, see, so, but that could be a sign that you were talking with angels or spirits or departed loved ones, you know, and that's a clear audience. Someone who has Have clear, clear audience. audience. There you go. <laughs> they need quiet time. They ah. like to be alone sometimes. They can be very, like, extroverted, but they also need that introversion I'm time. very
0: sensitive to sound. Mm-hmm. Like, I watch television are, with subtitles on yeah. because I don't like it to be very loud. Yeah. And, like, Elliot loves, like, Metal music and like really loud stuff, and Mm -hmm. or even just like when we're in the car to like turn the radio on really Mm -hmm. loud, and I'm like, can we not? Can we not? Too that hurts me. Yeah, I'm sensitive to sound.
1: Yeah, so that's very good. Like, yeah, mm -hmm, that's something that can be clear audio. People are usually very sensitive emotionally and physically too, and sometimes too much noise can make you feel tired and it can make you irritated Mm -hmm. or like you don't have control over the situation, Mm -hmm. kind of. So how do you develop this ability? What can you do? Yeah. Let's talk about a few. Let's do it. Let's talk about a little bit, okay? Easiest way is to simply listen. You know, back to the meditating and things like that Mm -hmm. meditating on a sound sitting down and listening to the wind rustling through the trees or the cars passing by a sound that you wouldn't normally listen to Mm. you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. something you wouldn't normally It's just listening to something or trying to pull out individual sounds and blocking everything else out like yes focusing that You know what I mean? Like honing in on it, like tunnel vision. That's interesting. So yeah, so meditation is going to be great for that.
0: Tunnel hearing. Mm Mm-hmm. Tunnel (laughs) hearing.
1: (laughs) So another good way is to, while you're meditating or doing your bath ritual or whatever, is to like literally just ask a question to your spirit guides or any ancestors. And you could make it really specific, too. You could put some music on. So ask the question, play, like, your favorite playlist and just kind of go about your thing and then see what pops up. Even, like, play some music you've never listened to before. And see, you know, what pops up or if a sound comes in conjunction with a thought that you're having in the moment. Mm -hmm. So really it's about being mindful and paying attention, like, with all of these to what's going on around you.
0: I noticed that there are, like, very specific keys Mm -hmm. that... Feel right yes. to me. You know? Yeah. Do, do you understand? Yes, what I'm I saying? do. Because like, you're not going to hear feel... a song in yeah. a very specific key or a mm-hmm. specific like chord progression, yep. and I'll just be like, whatever that is, what is... <laughs> is just right. Because I'm not, yeah. I, you know, I'm not very musically inclined in that way. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really understand writing music right. or the chord progressions or like the keys in yeah. that sense. But I just know that sometimes there's a song I hear that just makes me feel right.
1: right. And that could be, like, angel tones or that could be, like, yeah. your soul music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and pay attention to that. Pay attention to what those types are. Yeah. And as you're practicing, maybe listen to more of that type of...
0: Whatever that, whatever
1: that note is. is. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, right. So your throat chakra is going to be your chakra that's associated with it, which I thought was interesting, but it makes sense because your throat chakra is your communication chakra. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and also your crown too, because it does deal with spirit and stuff. So crown really can, with most of these, you can do it. Mm -hmm. Work on balancing your throat chakra. You can do this by singing Mm -hmm. and working with Mm -hmm. tones. That's so funny because you just said the tone thing. So Mm -hmm. working with those tones is actually going to help you to hone in that ability. So, oh it was you okay I thought it was binks no, like was ramming me. into the door it was me. <laughs> so you can use some crystals um lapis lazuli is great hmm. aquamarine is going to be a good one too blue tourmaline mm-hmm. which i have black tourmaline but i don't think i've ever had a blue tourmaline before so i'd kind of like to get one of those so those are going to be really good for that interesting
0: That makes me think with it being the throat chakra that makes me mm-hmm. think of like we have two ears and one mouth for a yes. reason. <laughs> We're supposed to listen twice as much as we speak.
1: There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's where that saying came from. Somebody who is clear audience. Yeah,
0: I'm loud as fuck, and I talk all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> people have definitely been like, "You're not even listening to what I'm saying. You're just thinking about the next thing you're gonna say." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, "Yeah, probably. <laughs>
1: probably. You're right. Sorry." <laughs> all those things are gonna help, and like the biggest thing is just pay attention to, like, the messages that are coming through noises, voices that you're hearing, music. And like we said, it's not just hearing voices. It's Mm -hmm, just...
0: mm That makes a lot of sense. It's just
1: cues. It's just Mm -hmm. hearing cues or sound cues. I don't know what the fucking word is I'm trying to say. But cues that are auditory. Auditory. I'm smart. Auditory Auditory cues. cues. So listen for those auditory cues. And then this I thought was really interesting. So kind of to help you... Because we all have that inner dialogue and sometimes it's hard to discern what's that ego and what's actually a message coming through from our higher self or Mm -hmm. from our guide. Mm -hmm. So, in a scientific way, pay attention to what side you're hearing things on. Oh. So, do you hear it from your right side Uh or do you hear it from your left? Your right side is your more intuitive, creative side. So, you know, like women are more Uh right-brained and men are more left-brained. So, Uh left side is more of like your logical and thought oriented. So, you know, that's more your self dialogue. Mm-hmm. Your right side is more spirit. Pay attention when you are hearing these noises if it's more, more prominent mm. on one side mm-hmm. than the other. Boop. All right, so let's go on to another one. So we've yeah. got clear cognizance. Oh, so this okay. is, yeah, the clear sense of knowing or psychic insight. So this is usually signified by knowing something was gonna happen without knowing why. Yes. You just kind of know things Yes. And you just know them to be true. You don't need any You just know. Yeah. It's one of those that sometimes you just know you know and you don't have any outside proof or evidence, Mm -hmm. but you don't really need it because Mm -hmm. you're just so sure. It can produce confusing insights, Mm -hmm. deep embedded wisdom, and even inspirational ideas and solutions to difficult problems. It enables psychics to discern, like, factual information about your past, present, and future.
0: Mm -hmm. Is... Claire sentience included in claircognizance? cognizance. We've got our it's got its own separate oh, category. Okay. So well,
1: like I- we talked about how you sometimes you have prominent ones and you have supporting ones. Mm. I like to think about like with herbalism. There's always you have like key herbs and you have supporting herbs yeah. and balancing and catalysts, you know what I mean? So think of it that way. That's a good way to think Yeah, it, so yeah. they have, I'm sure it could be clumped kind of, you'll understand. Yeah. you Bear with me. Don't just bear with me a minute I'll explain it all. Um, here we go. Okay. So, <laughs> okay, grandma. Where you have that clairvoyance, which is receiving the visions during like your meditation or dream time or waking moments, the claircognizance The claircognizance is more of like flashes of insight. Mm. So it's like inside your brain, like you don't necessarily see pictures or anything. It's just kind of like you got downloaded with some information and like uploaded a file. Mm. It basically arrives like a clear message and it's delivered directly to your conscious mind without any preceding logic, thought process, or reasoning. Okay. Yeah, so being able to finish someone's sentences yeah. is a good indication of that. Like, you already know what they're going to say. Uh-huh. You know if someone's lying to you, uh-huh. And but you're not really sure why, but you just have this feeling, or even if you just have, like, this gut feeling about a situation or a person or something, mm-hmm. it's like, trust your intuition. You know what I mean? That's, you probably have some clear cognizance in there. Mm-hmm. Um, people who possess this gift tend to be very short-minded, analytical, and logical. Mm. And obviously, it's on a scale, so, sure. you know. But automatic writing is a really good way to connect you to that inner knowing. Yeah, so an automatic writing is pretty much when you sit down and you clear your mind and you just write without thinking about anything. Yeah. And sometimes it looks like chicken scratch because you're you're not focusing on the paint. You're just like writing shit out and then you go back. And you read things that you wrote or like messages that comes out. And sometimes it can be really trippy. Like I've done it before. Mm -hmm. And you sit down, like some shit comes out. Or even if you go into it trying to work through like a trauma or Mm -hmm. work through a situation. Mm And you write it down and just see what comes up for you. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also increase this ability through music. Music's just going to be a big one. There's some that, you know, those tones are just going to do you a world of good you could listen to a playlist and imagine you know what song's going to come on next. I think I've done that before where you, you know what I mean? Like you're listening and you just have, it pops into your head really quick Mm -hmm. and then that song plays.
0: Or like you're thinking about a song and you walk into the laundromat and and it's it's playing. playing. Yes,
1: so that's clear cognizance, which is really cool.
0: I haven't been to a laundromat
1: (laughs) in (laughs) years. I bet you've been to one, I know what you meant. (laughs) (laughs) But the trick, as with all of these, it's don't worry about if you're right or wrong
0: because that's not
1: it's the point is to raise your vibration Mm -hmm. so you can connect with those intuitive gifts so it's like sparking that creativity and just letting your mind take a back seat and letting all of that inner knowing do the work Mm -hmm. this is going to link to your crown chakra Mm -hmm. so some crystals that are going to be good for that labradorite again Mm -hmm. topaz citrine which those are our birth uh, Uh stones, topaz and chatrine, and clear quartz, which clear quartz is really great for anything um, because you can just charge it to whatever your intention is, but, you know, it's associated with the crown chakra. A couple good smells that were directly linked to this were lavender, Mm -hmm. rosemary, Mm -hmm. and bergamot. Love those. And you can put these in, like, a diffuser or, Mm -hmm. you know, just wear it on your body, and it'll help strengthen that ability.
0: I keep a clear quartz in my my bag with my tarot cards. Mm, Yep. That's perfect. Clear Quartz is like the go-to. It's like the basic
1: witch bitch fucking... Totally. Love Quartz. Yep. In all its colors. All right, here we go. Here's the clear Sentience. Here you go. We're on to that. So, (laughs) this is a clear sense of feeling. Being able to detect psychic information throughout the body. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, it's a physical sensation in your body. Mm -hmm. Someone can walk up to you and they're experiencing back pain. Mm -hmm. And you immediately start to feel back pain in your body. Mm -hmm. You can walk into a room and you get, like, a headache all of a sudden out Mm. of nowhere. It's internal. It's, like, physical pain. Clairsentience is a physical pain.
0: I didn't start getting migraines until I lived with a person who got migraines. There you go. See? (laughs) It manifests internally
1: or externally, so internal pain or external pain. Mm-hmm. Experiencing outside of the body would show, like you can get cold all of a sudden, mm-hmm. or you get goosebumps, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get goosebumps.
0: Yeah, and that when we talk about something, mm-hmm. and then I'm just like, like yeah so much more that I've yes. been like focusing on. And it.
1: that can be a signifier that like there's a spirit nearby, or there your guides are there helping you. Mm-hmm. Or, so yeah, like physical sensations like that um inside that gut feeling so like if you get a gut feeling about something or something happens or mm-hmm. whatever and you have like that physical gut feeling you know like that drop in your stomach yes that kind of thing oh, um yeah. like that nausea nosh- exactly yes what you
0: mean you feel like your heart falls out your butt yes like that yeah <laughs> i know exactly that what feeling
1: you mean. <laughs> Oh, so it can also be a good feeling too. So like that really like hug, like it feels like something's hugging your heart, kind of like that really tight, like happy feeling, like where you just want to cry, kind of thing. Oh yeah, feeling very high vibrational. Clear sentience. They tend to be very aware of like energy of spaces and stuff, ah, yeah, so, children yeah. are actually very in touch with this, so, and even animals, so, like, you know, mm-hmm. if an animal walks in, think about an animal going into the vet, you know mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what I mean, and just, they're like, wait, oh, wait, no, wait, get wait. me the fuck out of here, you know, and it's because clairsentience can really feel, like, the energy on a physical level in their body, mm-hmm. so,
0: I have to cleanse my spaces very often, Yes, absolutely. that feeling of, mm-hmm. like, mm, something yes. feels icky. funny, and there, it feels yeah. like a
1: physical, like, Heady, sometimes I feel, yes, yeah. so it's, like, that physical, or, like, sometimes I'll walk into a room, and I literally feel like, like tar is on me. Yes, you know sticky. what I mean. It's like sticky, and I need mm-hmm. to like peel it off of me. So that's clairsentience. And
0: you can tell when you walk into a very centered space. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know because you're just like you're oh. comfy,
1: and it just feels you warm, know, and you, you just you think feel of walking into like a Japanese garden. Yeah. You know, like a Zen like garden. Like your body literally feels like, relaxed. Yeah, like you got a nice massage. I have just thinking about it. Yeah. That. See, so grounding is going to be great for clairsentience um like you were saying so pyrite is going to be a great stone hematite is a good stone for this so any grounding stone even red jasper (gasps) or just working with like your root chakra and things like that your lower chakras is going to be good for this because you know your lower your root chakra is going to be tied to like that grounding energy and your sacral is very gut based and very like that and then your heart chakra i mean your solar plexus so like that inner ability and magic and even that
0: solar plexus too it's like that like intuition like trust in your gut yeah basically Mm -hmm. like absolutely trusting yourself but trusting that you know
1: trusting your power your inner power yeah Yeah, absolutely another one of the clairs that sometimes gets mixed up with clairsentience yeah is clear empathy
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I know so, that. Yeah,
1: so this is going to be a clear sense of emotional feeling. So, clairsentience is that physical feeling, mm-hmm. okay? That physical manifestation of it. Clair mm-hmm. empathy is going to be that emotional feeling, and you detect information through your emotions. So, think of empathy. It's not necessarily the same thing as empathy, it can mm-hmm. be confused. It's a little different. Mm-hmm. So, with empathy, you walk into a room or a situation, and you feel the emotions of others. Like, I'm very. empathetic, or whatever the fuck it is like Mm -hmm. and uh, we're healers are empathetic or Mm -hmm. empathic 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 yeah you know you can feel emotions in advance or feel the emotions of others when they're nowhere near you and you're not communicating them so that's the big difference between just being empathetic Mm -hmm. and being claire empathic claire empathic sure yeah (laughs) is that for instance, oh, when I feel you. like if I had, te- and I'm like, I just feel like. Are you when you alright? text me and you're like, yeah. hey, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. actually. Uh, yeah, you okay, know what I mean? I mean so, so that's clear empathy. Being empathic means like you in that moment, in that you're walking you're into in. a space, like you're feeling that. But that, being, makes you know, that makes sense. But the clear so empathy is you don't need that physical thing there to the presence right to feel those emotions so some medians can use this to actually channel the emotions of lost loved ones and ah. some psychics yeah psychics might even be able to tell you like how you felt in your childhood based around oh, an event yeah, you know yeah. in your childhood or even in the future how you're going to feel about something yeah And like I said, so it's confused sometimes with the clear sentience because they're both a feeling thing. So Uh remembering that clear sentience is that physical importance for you to, like, ground and things like that and separate your energy. Whereas Mm -hmm. the clear empathy is going to require you to do a lot of shielding and being in touch of your own emotion. Oh, okay. So, like, sentience because it's that physical thing. So it's that rooting. It's that grounding into the earth kind of thing. But the clear empathy is you want to shield, you're putting a protective barrier. Think like, I love Star Trek. So think about they're putting the shields up to like keep all the fucking laser beams from hitting the ship and stuff. So Mm -hmm. shielding a good exercise that I like to do when I go into a space is I will, I imagine myself in sometimes a cocoon Mm. or that I am just covered in this white light. If you, you know, or I just imagine myself to think of myself in a bubble because I like bubble boy that movie. (laughs) Doing that starting the day, you are clear empathetic or you have clear empathy. Mm -hmm. And in the morning, when you're doing your mindfulness practice that we know now is going to change us on that molecular level, Mm -hmm. imagining a shield, even using crystals as a physical shield of armor Mm -hmm. to kind of go into situations or just even throughout your day to not get those negative pings or to be able to separate your emotions and what's going on around you better.
0: I do that when I go to sleep because I have good. my prophetic dreams. Yes, and <laughs> it's
1: that's very important that you do that, you know, mm-hmm. just in general. Because you also do a little bit of lucid dreaming and mm-hmm. stuff. So when you're open and have, which we all have these clear, Claire, clairs of intuition, really protecting yourself mm-hmm. is important, especially being a healer. Because just like we open ourselves up to all of these positive energies we also inadvertently sometimes can open ourselves up to the negative ones.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like vulnerability is a two-way mm-hmm. street.
1: Yeah. So Hematite is going to be another really good one for this. Mm-hmm. Black Tourmaline, which I love, is great for this. Blue Kyanite, which is also really oh. cool, is good for it. And even Amethyst is another yeah. one that's great for it. So you can just wear them, like I said, like a shield under your pillow when you go to bed would be great if you're doing that kind of jam. Is it
0: good under Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And just even using them in your meditations, like we said, as you're using them to, as like a protective shield, a physical anchor. We got three left and we're going to talk about some of the weird ones. So I'm just going to briefly touch on them because they're kind of oddballs. Um, but we love, we're a bunch of weirdos over here. So I wanted to touch on them lightly because it was interesting. Cool. And it was kind of hard to find because people talk about like the main, um, four, four, you know what I mean? It was really hard. And when I kind of started getting, I was like, I have to just say it because it's, very Sweet.
0: Cool. I, can't, I can't even And I'm think. one of
1: the weird ones, too, so it's like... Uh, I
0: couldn't even think what they could be. So I'm going
1: to hit you with this one first. So there's Claire Gustin's. Eating?
0: Tasting? <laughs> tasting?
1: It's a clear sense of taste, like being able to orally detect psychic information. So, like, an example would be maybe tasting a certain food that a relative that passed away used to make for you out of nowhere
0: uh-huh. you know what i mean yeah yeah um
1: there's even some note of people having the ability that they taste blood when they're doing a reading for someone who's had a relative that died tragically damn that's crazy yeah <laughs>
0: Holy yeah man. shit! right i can't imagine
1: yes like you can taste the energies of food animals flowers mm. people's places like things like that like some people who can eat and this might even go like to the mindful practice of eating and stuff where you know you like are mindfully thinking Mm -hmm. about the food but some people can feel like the energy of the animal maybe if you eat animals that have passed away in uh jewish traditions and stuff you guys bless it's do you bless your meat? I know in... Yeah, that's,
0: like, part of the kosher The process. kosher, right? So, it's way easier to be kosher when you're a vegetarian, and which has, is what I do. Right. Yeah. And it has to
1: do with the energy of the animal, like, even yeah. the plants and how they're you harvested. You
0: have to... Kosher slaughter is killing an animal in, like, the most humane way possible.
1: Right. hmm And you can tell... Like, it's said that you can tell... And I know when I do eat meat, because I'm not totally... It
0: alters the... You can tell yeah. the
1: chemical makeup of it, and that's yeah. even... You can taste fear.
0: Because it's those... stress hormones.
1: Yes, Is you can taste stress the stress hormones. Yeah. I think it actually makes, when they're in high-stress situations, they're actually more, it's tougher, too. It, like, mm-hmm. makes it, because they die in a state of, like, rigidness. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, a weird fact that I found. Um, many people who have been diagnosed with schizophrenia, so we were talking about that, mm-hmm. experience Um, and it's labeled in medical terms as olfactory hallucination. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They say they can be around certain people and they can taste their emotions or their physical ailments. Mm. So it's like random tastes out of nowhere, which I thought was interesting. Yeah.
0: I definitely don't get that. Yeah. (laughs) I don't get that one either. I definitely don't think I have that. So this
1: is one that I do get. Clairsalience? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Clairsalience. Yeah. yeah, Which is this clear sense of smell. Back in the day when I was doing dental assisting. Mm Mm-hmm. Back in the lab, you know, it's a very sterile zone. It smells like chemicals and mm-hmm. whatever, you know, and I didn't, you don't wear perfume in there because it's not good for the patients and all that jazz. So, you know, my grandmother on my dad's side who passed away is like a really big mm-hmm. spiritual guide for me. Like she's always with all the time. And when it was around the time when I really started to, become more in touch with my spirituality and, like, really paying attention to those things and working with guides and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I remember standing there over a tray of dental tools, like, getting ready to put them in the sterilizer, Mm -hmm. and I got this quick waft of my grandmother's perfume. I'm the only one in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just it just, like, brushed past my nose, Mm -hmm. and she popped into my head, and then it was gone.
0: Yeah.
1: Immediately. So that's clear salience yeah yeah and it's just a smell they know don't the word for it yeah that's the word
0: there's an air freshener they sell at home depot that smells exactly like an apartment i lived in in mm. Irvine, california in 2005 there you go <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so i like think about that a lot too, yeah but
0: you often like but it, see and that's a way sl- to
1: exercise that muscle Do you ever
0: have like ones where you like get that smell but you don't know what it is yes mm-hmm. and you're going what because because your sense of smell is yeah. what like the oldest sense you right. have right yes. so it's just like you're going what is that what is that you
1: know and yep it's always so it happens. yeah and like working with that really strengthens that muscles and the smells like if it comes through you that way they don't really linger mm-hmm. they're they're long enough for you to notice and yeah. to like and notice what's going on and then it's gone you know what i mean so they used to say, like, if you smell floral scents, so they still say, I guess, mm-hmm. they, whoever they are, that if you smell floral scents out of nowhere, too, it's angels have come to visit.
0: Aww. Yeah.
1: So, mediums use this type of ESP, too, sometimes to recognize when souls are near. So, like, and you think, too, think about, like, smelling sulfur, mm-hmm. where they used to say, like, demons were about or stuff like that. Oh, so, yeah, that's that a clear, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's some mediums who can go into a house and, like, they can smell. Shit, yeah, there you know, that's clear salience.
0: One I get very often is the baseball mitt scented cram. (laughs) (laughs) I get whiffs of that one a lot, yes, there you go. And so, (laughs) and it reminds me again of 2005.
1: 2005 must have been a significant year for you that you need to dive into a little bit, yeah. Um, okay, so the last oddball that we're going to talk about is clear tangency, and this is the clear sense of touch, or being able to detect psychic information through your hands. Meaning, oh. like, if you were to touch an antique item, or mm. someone, something from someone who's passed away, and you get, like, a flash or a message from that, mm-hmm. then you that you know and this is actually one that a lot of mediums are mm-hmm. sometimes you know if you've heard them say like bring me an object uh, from yeah. someone who's passed away that's their way of kind of connecting, connecting. to the spirit of that because you know that's why i always say too like if you do a lot of thrifting and things like that you always have to sage whatever you bring home if you right. do garage sales and stuff because objects hold they're constantly soaking up energy. Like mm-hmm. think about crystals like for goodness sake, like, if you need to yeah. put the correlation together, they're literally we can charge clear quartz like we said with whatever whatever intention or energy yeah. we're trying to do. Objects do that constantly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's really important to like sage it or do some sort of if not sage, do some sort of like spiritual smoke cleanse Cleansing, to clear yeah. the energy of that. Yeah, but yeah, that's a really so good idea. that's mm-hmm. a good tip. Those are the 8 um, Dang, I yeah, have no idea there it's that It's kind many. of crazy, and it's just kind of to get, like I said, to give the people, to give the, the witches and the peoples out there a chance to understand some things that might be happening and to be like, okay, like, yeah. maybe I'm not crazy, or maybe I am, and whatever, yeah. you know, and to be fine with it. And I just find it super interesting. On the blog, I'm going to do some crystals. I wanted to lightly touch on some herbs. So if you guys don't know, it's really silly because we post a lot. But if <laughs> but, uh, if you do, you know that we're coming out with a divination collection yes. in May. And yes, so that yes, was yes. partly too. So all of these clairs of intuition tie into divination work, you mm-hmm. know, because meditation is a divination practice. Mm-hmm. Bath rituals are a divination practice. We're coming out with this collection. Yeah. One of the things that we're going to be doing is coming up with a special divination oil blend and an herbal blend. Those are going to be available to kind of help you to cultivate these clairs of intuition, but I just wanted to give you some basic herbs that you can use to kind of pull in divination ones and also some shielding ones and balancing ones to work with if you want to do it on your own. I'll do some basic ones that we keep kind of on hand for right. the most part, yeah. you know, and make it easy for easy you. Easy to find. Right, yeah, so basil is great for that. I yep. love basil, it smells great. Damiana, which is common. It's easily attainable, but this is a good one for like doing smoke ritual with, Mm -hmm. or, you know, ingesting this, ingest, inhaling (laughs) this. Get it together. We're almost done. Good in a tea, but in light, I will say Damiana, use it in light dosages. If you have questions about that, you can reach out to me lavender we love lavender
0: yes we
1: do uh marigold which is also calendula if you don't know that's gonna be a great one mugwort is gonna be a good one jesse did a fantastic blog post about mugwort and the way to use that and stuff mullion is Mm. a good one Mm -hmm. too time is another one everybody's got some time in their kitchen totally yeah uh time not the made-up construct the herb (laughs) and then uh, (laughs) uh chamomile yeah. It's going to be a great one. That's a good balancing one. That's going to be a good grounding one for that grounding energy that you need with the clear sentience. That's what
0: we had in our tea today. Mm-hmm.
1: We did have some. Yes, we did. And then, yeah, frankincense is also a good one. So mm-hmm. a little bit of frankincense. And you can use these as oils. You can drink them as teas. Like I said, we're going to have a couple options for you yeah, that you can totally. use. And then I'm going to put some cool links, and so is Jesse about all the stuff we talked about and some resources for you. So that's what the clears of intuition and I cool How many do you think you are? So I'm thinking I'm like 6 maybe uh, out of the 8. But what how many I were, did, it, did any resonate um, that really I popped out? I do get
0: the smells. I know that um, I get the the feeling, like the sentience, mm-hmm. and then the claircognizance mm-hmm. is something where I was talking with the with the, Tony yesterday because yes. I was just like Tony with the eye. She's like, "Do you ever feel like you just know shit?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, Absolutely. all the time." Yeah. I get deja vu like crazy, but also like the prophetic dreaming mm-hmm. and all that stuff too. So it's really cool to know that not only are those all aspects of. Clares of intuition, yeah. but they can be factors of different ones. And yeah. That's not just like you don't have to fit in one box. Right. You know, and you say like That's oh. what I liked about yeah. it. Like, yeah. oh, I know that I'm this, but my smells that I get are something mm-hmm. else. You know, or whatever. Yeah. It is. So that's really interesting. Yeah, and I like how they kind of
1: there's you can have those key ones, mm-hmm. and then you have the supporting ones, and also all of these are ones that you can mm-hmm. work on and strengthen like that muscle. You know yeah. what I mean? Just like you said, you visualize a lot. Yeah. So that muscle for you is like super yeah. strong. You know what I mean?
0: And and things that we may dismiss. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think that That's like the our thing. higher self and our guides and things like that. They're always. You can only see a sign if you're willing to accept it. You yeah. know what I mean? You're only going to be receptive to something. I mean, you're only going to see it if you're receptive, if you're open. Yep. You know, so it's like, you may be getting, you know, they could be flashing as, right. cra- you know what I mean? Blaring the horn at you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, doo, 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 doo. like yeah. I wonder why my ears are ringing. That's mm-hmm. so weird, you
1: know? And it's like, don't focus so much on second guessing yourself or yeah. is it right or is it wrong? It's yeah. just, t- am t- I it making it face this about? up? Yeah, you know,
0: like- is this, you know, like, Um, Something that I like to say that I learn a lot in... um, That I've always liked to say but is very helpful Mm -hmm. in my Judaism study is be as skeptical about your beliefs Mm -hmm. as you are about your doubts. There you go. You know? So, yeah, Yeah. it's okay to be skeptical about things. Be skeptical skeptical about everything if you want to, but Mm -hmm. let us remain skeptical about the things we already believe, about what's real and what isn't and what the world is, and, you know, as much as we're convinced about the things that aren't real.
1: Because what is a belief? A belief is just a habit that we've done over and over and over again, like that we've seen evidence for in our lives over and over and over again and, and beliefs can beliefs change from? yeah where do they come from is it sometimes par- they're not even ours yeah they're is like, it because your
0: parents told yeah. you something and you've never questioned it absolutely like, questioning our own beliefs you know I- i've done this especially yeah. in my recent studies where you look at something and you go this is what i believe yeah and then you really look at it and you go wait do i believe that right and then you can come around very quickly mm-hmm. to I don't believe that at all. Yeah. I was just told something. It's a program. Yeah, I don't believe that. That's weird, you know? And then you can find that you believe in something totally different. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, the way that you receive a message can be opened up. Right. And then all of a sudden you're in this conduit for something. Mm -hmm. I never believed in angel numbers. I never even cared about them because I'm like, angels, whatever. (laughs) You know, I never cared Mm -hmm. about that because, you know, even with what we did yesterday... Um, Tony told me, she's like, there's absolutely no angelic there's contact no- <laughs> in my aura at all. You literally had angels flying, flying through your through head. My face. And she was like, nothing. <laughs> nothing. No angels, no angelic they ain't anything. talking to you. She goes, you are psychic, that's, yeah, that's it. A- <laughs> yeah. You know shit, but no one's telling you. you yeah. know. And I was like, so that's why I never really cared about. Yeah. Even really spirit guides or mm-hmm. even working with deities in yeah. general. Because I'm kind of just like. I don't really And it hear doesn't it that have way. to be
1: spirit guides, too. We have... They, they're our ancestors, too. Mm-hmm. You know? And guides, they can be somebody who we had an effect on who passed away who's just here fucking... Yeah. Holding it down. Totally. You know? It could be older versions of ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so... And the biggest thing, too, with all of this is, like, we're allowed to change. As being humans... We can change and we can be a different version of ourselves tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's a choice. We should be. We should be. It's a choice. So also don't get so tied down to those beliefs that you're so rigid, you don't move and allow yourself to grow because that's the only way that change,
0: that's the only way that
1: growth happens is through change. Yeah.
0: Allow yourself to evolve. Yeah. Don't be so stuck in that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yep. What a fascinating episode. Right? Both ends. I just love it. That was so great. I'm feeling so good about moving biweekly, weekly yes. bi-weekly bisexuals, He's we're able to <laughs> bring you the goodness, right, and really, um, like, hone in on it and use it, mm-hmm. and it gives us more time op- to talk about yes. it, you know, so if you guys want to talk about it, send us Absolutely. a message, comment on the blog post, you know, we'll have mm-hmm. more time to make more posts about it, yeah. and kind of communicate throughout the week of, like, different things and aspects yeah. that we're talking about, um, if you haven't caught up, maybe we we'll do catch it, up. some tests for them. Some like to test Ooh, some of their layers of
1: intuition. Yeah, that
0: might be a good idea. You know? Oh yeah, like the little like, what stone am I holding? Yeah, kind of stuff. Maybe we
1: could do something like that, and then also like a mindful practice. Maybe we mm. can do. Yeah, something for that. You know what I mean? Like we so can even so do like we'll like a little hit meditation or like yeah. a guided meditation. Might be nice. Absolutely. How do you guys feel about that? Do Jesse you guys, and want, I us, do you like guys want us doing lead a
0: Through a meditation, that would be wonderful. We don't care. And We're by it us leading you through a meditation, yeah. I mean Ashley no. leading you through meditation. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> no way. <laughs> I think we should do
1: that, though. I think that's a fantastic idea. Love it. Um, And we can throw it up on the website for people to go back to. Throw it on the YouTube channel, and we can be your guided meditation into your mindfulness practice. (laughs) Wow, the idea is always flowing. Yes, they are. All right. So great. All right. Well, thank you
0: for taking the time, um, spending this time with us, and learning like we did. We really appreciate you being here and supporting us and loving us and. We love you, too. hmm So, um... Until next time. Yeah. Please let us know what you think about this week. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. When we're wondering which... Topics we'll pick next week. Wonder Witch. Wonder, wonder Witch. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, we, guys. You're right. Love you. <laughs>